1: We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together.
0: We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. Welcome back friends to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight podcast. I'm your host Danny Dickerson, and today I'm thrilled to introduce you to Samari Polnet. Samari, how are you today? Um, Well, thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Ah, Thrilled to have you here today. As we were talking about before the show started, I always love chatting with other women in real estate. So Samari, start by telling us a little bit about how you got into real estate in the first place.
1: Um, Absolutely. So my story is... um, I feel like many other women who get into real estate kind of story. My husband has been in real estate for um, longer than we've been married. Um, He is a buy and hold investor. So he has long-term rentals. Um, Nothing that I wanted to do with when we got together. (laughs) That wasn't my thing. I was not into it. Um, It just wasn't my trying to deal with tenants, et cetera, et cetera. But um, as time went on, um, I used to be a psycho psychotherapist and used to work as a school counselor full-time, so that was my 10-plus year career, um, and we unexpectedly, expectedly um, ha- got pregnant with twins in 2017, so that kind of changed, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so we had two older boys at that point, and we were Pregnant with twins. Um, So at that point in time, if anyone is a parent out there, they know how expensive it is to afford childcare for one. So imagine for two. Um, So we kind of made a decision together that I was going to stay home for the time being until um, it was pointless for me to go back to work. It was literally me paying like three quarters of my paycheck to the daycare, in which, you know, I was like, it's not worth the hassle right now. So Mm -hmm. um we just made the decision like okay you're gonna stay home but in the meantime you know I can't sit still and I can't like do a lot of you know just be (laughs) be a stay-at-home mom no like I give kudos to every stay-at-home mom that focuses on raising the children the family it is so much work it is like so hard to just focus on that um and I'm not good at just focusing on that I you know I need to like do other things just for my own Purpose and my own sanity, so I I made the decision to help my husband grow his real estate business, and from there on, um, it just took off. That's like you know I started researching. I, my intention was just to help him start like bump you know jumpstart his real estate business again you know he, he did have the the rentals and I'm like okay so how can we get more cash flow in how can we like you know make more investments like you know because right now we were like at the standstill with his investments you know he already made certain he has several like multi-families but I'm like how do we make it to the go to the next level because you know you talk about this all the time so Leslie helped you since I have so much free time quote unquote right you now <laughs> um, so just these twins my- no big deal <laughs> no right like yeah, me being at home doing nothing yeah. right now. So, <laughs> so that's basically like my restart and like reintroduction to real estate. I um I took it on as a project to help my husband. Um, after about six months of just working, you know, like really researching like creative financing strategies, you know, how to get, you know, because a lot of times when people think about real estate, they think about like you know, yes, like the long term buy and hold rentals, being a landlord per se, or a flipper, or a realtor right when like those are the top three things that people say like you're in business of real estate like that's their go-to like mindset um but there's so much more than that that I was like oh my gosh like where has this been all my life right (laughs) and I was excited you know because I'm very like my creative side like takes on and I like the problem solving and I like be able to like find different strategies and different ways to like buy these properties or to like you know raise money whatever find private investors to help us like make the deal happen so that was like my that's my goal and now that's four years later almost five years yeah um that's where we are (laughs) i gotta tell you samari it's uncanny the
0: parallels between your story and mine okay so get this. Okay. So I started out teaching. So I taught fourth grade. I majored in psychology. I thought I wanted to be a therapist, but I, I started as a teacher, then got into game design and I, I also, when we started investing in real estate, I was like, I want nothing to do with this. I get it. I'll tell me where to sign. But, you know, it wasn't my thing. I was like, I'm focused on my career. My husband started getting into real estate and he's still, to this day, he's now a resident, a residential agent. And at some point about About four or five years ago, he asked me, he was like, hey, could you help me with my business? And so through that, I fell into the whole world of real estate and completely fell in love with it, found my own niche within it. And it's just, it's so funny, isn't it? How, you know, when you bring that fresh perspective to it and that mm-hmm. commitment, then it, it takes off, it takes it to a whole nother level. And so tell me, okay, so when you started helping your husband, what types of properties were, were you both looking at? What markets were you looking at? And now sort of where are you um, after all these years that you've been part of the business? <laughs>
1: So I started um, with the wholesaling part of it, right, because we didn't have a lot of cash flow. I was not working. Um, I did take on like a few clients privately in my therapy practice, but I wasn't doing it full time. So, you know, like the cash wasn't, that's what I feel like a lot of people struggle with, right? Like, what, how do we get cash? Like, how do we get the cash flow? How do we get, you know, do we go to banks? So we do this. So, you know, he always kept talking about wholesaling and I'm like, what is wholesaling? Like, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. What are you Speaking of, like, what? Like, I never heard of this before. Um, so, of course, you know, I I always say, like, I'm a student at heart. Like, you know, I love to research and do things. So I literally, like, he went to um, this, like, weekend seminar, right? Like, that one that they offer, like, coaching and different, like, creative strategies. And he came back after that weekend. And he's like, well, their coaching is, like, 30000 that I was like, F that. Sorry. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> we're not doing that. What if we had $30,000 to spend on coaching we're going to spend it on and property somewhere. Right. I don't care mm-hmm. where, but we're buying something. I'm like, because, you know, I'm like, I coach now, but, and I get it. Like, you know, there's different places that, but I'm like, I can't no. So anyways, wholesaling was like the big, you know, like that thing that I dove into at the beginning, because I was like, okay, let's do this. We do a lot of wholesaling. And then we, as the years went by, you know, the wholesaling part was you know, established for the most part. And, um, we have like a company, like, and he manages that part too, like the wholesaling part, because I did become a realtor. So I don't have much to do with the wholesaling part of it. He like focuses on that. Um, and now we do still like his, his his company, quote unquote. So that's like the wholesaling part of it as, you know, one source of income, but we also look at properties to like buy and hold. We do hotel wholetailing right? So where you buy the property and like you kind of either flip it really quickly, like you know, for a revenue. Um, where a lot of people do it with like tax liens or like you know tax deeds, um, auctions and etc. So we have done several like uh, quite a few transactions like that. Um, it's a good return, and I feel like, and we even though we're in Connecticut, um, we do a lot of deals outside of Connecticut. So we focus on different markets like you know, um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, upstate New York. Um, Florida as well you know so it just it, it doesn't limit us to our area and I like that you know so like we do a little bit of everything I feel and more recently we're looking to do some Airbnbs so I'm excited for that.
0: Oh, well, interesting. I love that. Yeah. I love the <laughs> growth and the evolution. It sounds like, you know, as you've gotten involved and as you've um, sort of found success, you've continued to expand and get into more and in different things, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm curious with the markets that you're in and of course with everything that's been going on with COVID and everything how has your business um, changed or shifted over the last couple of years or has it maybe it's grown more than even before?
1: So it's definitely changed with the the way that we handle transactions a lot of the times you know like Of course, the market is really hot, right? Like the sellers, the seller's market for sure. Like, you know, we've seen prices that are like in crazy outrageous. So we have to like get really creative. So sometimes it's like, you know, we're looking for subject to properties, right? That we can take over like the loans or like seller financing that has been a big hit, um, the last year, like we had several properties under seller financing, because that was an easy way to kind of leverage it, you know, like to be able to leverage our income and our, in our liquid cash, um, and not tie it up in like one, you know, property or two properties. Um, so it has changed in the sense of like, we just had to get more creative with the deals and like really um, branch out of our comfort zone, like what we're used to, but I was just having a conversation with someone on like, you know, real estate, you can't feel like you can't be comfortable doing like things, you know, it, it is a, it's a business, you know, you're taking risk all the time, um, but it, they're calculated risk and, you know, they're just always like extra strategies that you set up for yourself. Indeed.
0: So can you give us an example of maybe one deal or one property that maybe you had to think outside the box with or try a different strategy? Yeah,
1: I mean, so we had, um, so for instance, we had a property under contract um, that we were essentially going to wholesale originally, but we ended up actually purchasing it ourselves because it was, um, there was a lot of like things happening with like the title and like a lot of like things that were kept coming up but we ended up just paying like this is like a hotel hotel transaction at the end of it um we ended up paying two thousand dollars for the property um and then we ended up being able to flip it without flipping it right because we didn't put any work or anything like that into Mm -hmm. it um and that ended up being uh i mean 20 plus thousand dollar return on the property yeah (laughs) wow So it's like that was very creative, and we basically held it for about I would say less than two months. So you know, it's like if you put two thousand dollars or however you're going to spend it in the bank, right? Like, not of course, not all transactions are going to come out like that, but are you going to get a twenty thousand dollar return in less than six months? Are you not even lucky to get a dollar? Yeah,
0: (laughs) I'm not (laughs) sure. yeah oh
1: I see somebody there
0: <laughs> totally and with, with everything going wild with the stock market too it's like you know a, a couple of weeks ago I wanted to try this new um, uh, investing app and I just wanted to experience it so I put a thousand dollars into it and every pretty much every day I go in the the amount is lower I've now lost like almost 10% of my original investment. And it's just, it's amusing. Cause I didn't put very much in, but it's just amusing to watch. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. if a bigger part of my wealth were in the stock market and how much I would be freaking out right now. Uh, so, you know, know having, it's so yeah. crazy.
1: I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's unheard of. If you put 2000 in the stock market, there's no way that in a short amount of time you would get 20,000 out of it. And not to mention that you wouldn't have that control. You wouldn't get to contribute all of that stuff. So it's just yeah. a different beast. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yes. Well, tell me, okay. So now that you guys, you you're doing wholesaling, wholetailing, you're thinking of Airbnbs. Are you doing all this, um, that you and your husband, um, or are you taking, are you mentioned private investors or how are you getting the
1: financing side of things done? Yeah. So my, my husband and I are like, you know, we are a partnership first, but I do have a, a partner also out of California where we work together on and, and, and deals. And, um, you know, anything that we're thinking of acquiring, like we work with each other. So it helps us stretch out to our finances because, you know, a lot of times to qualify for loans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you need like income. It's not just the credit income, et cetera. You have to have like all of your ducks in a row. And like, for me, I personally, my husband still has a W-2 job, but for me personally, I haven't had a W-2 job in three plus years. So in like the last two years have been where I'm actually showing like that my income is, you know, my business is um, generating income. So it is hard for a lender, a typical traditional lender to like, lend to me <laughs> you know it doesn't even refinancing like our own main property was a fiasco because I don't have a job per se and they want you to have so yes, so we do have like I have an uh, a partner that I work with she's out of California her and her husband um and then I do like you know I have since developed a coaching program for women who want to start their own business too so a lot of my um coaching clients do like they they can work as a uh, private investors as well because you know like there's different you know people have different ways of like lending money right like a lot of people have money in their 401ks or like that have saved or et cetera, et cetera that they don't know how to you know they don't want to be fully hands-on on a flip or like to do something but they want to get a better return than leaving their money somewhere else. So I'm able to help them with that as well. And like to help them bring on as like, or like a partnership as well.
0: For somebody who's listening, who might, you know, might've heard you say, say you have a partner. They might've been like, oh my gosh, I want a partner too. I want somebody who can bring the capital. I'll do all the work. If somebody can bring the capital, that would be great. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how you created that um, relationship? Was it somebody you knew from the past or how did you come across this person?
1: Yes. So we were, um, we were, it's funny, but not funny. I love social media because of this. So we, you know, we met on Facebook, quote unquote, right? No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of my best like friendships and partnerships have been for people that I've met like in random places. Like, it's crazy like that. But um, it you know, we met on Facebook first and we met more of like we worked together in a mastermind, in a real estate mastermind that ah. she had started. And I was like, oh, that's great. You know, I like to be, I like masterminds. I like community. I like being able to have accountability, especially when you're working at home or from home or for yourself. Sometimes it feels very solo and feels like you're just ah, and like not supported right so um, I joined her mastermind, you know to help you know to get that accountability and that feel more of a, a group um and then as they're about a year and a half we just like you know started talking more about like hey you know we're both doing a lot of this, a lot of that so why not like actually you know combine our businesses and, and partner up in certain ways and I'm like oh, that's genius let's do that <laughs> you know mm. it works out you know and I think like every partnership is different you know but for us and like we're two like different coast. she's like literally in California I'm over here like in the east coast in Connecticut so we couldn't be further apart in the United States but um it works you know we meet every day we communicate we have like contacts you know all the time she does still have like a job but it does like it works out just the way because again you know sometimes you're gonna need help from people that like are not in the same exact situation as you are, you know, because you need to be able to leverage like your income, your like finances and the ways that you're setting up your deals and your transactions. So you need to be able to balance that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you share
0: that. Cause I know (laughs) there are so many people out there who they have this um, limiting belief that they think, oh, I can't, I can't raise money or I can't find investors or I can't find them online. How, how do you find people online or through Facebook, you know, and, and we, are, we specialize in raising capital and we actually find a fair amount of people through Facebook too, but it's just like yeah. you said, it's about um, establishing that trust and adding mm-hmm. that value. So you didn't just hit her up right away. And you were no. like, okay, <laughs> d- come invest in my That's deal. Good. Yeah, yeah. no, you took time, you got to know her, what her goals were, it allowed mm-hmm. her to get to know you. And through that mastermind, I'm assuming that you provide value to each other, helping each other grow mm-hmm. your respective businesses. And only after that trust was there, then, oh, it made all the sense in the world. And yeah. And so I think, you know, for anybody listening, who's raising capital, the the process is very much the same. It's, you know, figuring out how you can provide value in order to build that trust. And then they're going to want to invest with you because they already see the value that you bring. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I love it. I do work. I like working in partnerships. I think it's so valuable and flying solo all the time because again, it's, You could do more as a group with other people together, you know. Yes, absolutely. And I love
0: that you coach other women to get into this space as well. Uh, One final question for you, Samari. So now how old are your twins now? They're 4 they There'll be five this year. They'll be five. Okay. So, and you mentioned you have older boys as well. So tell us a little bit about how much are, how much did they know about this whole world? How much are you teaching them? And what are you, are you hoping that they'll get into real estate as well?
1: they know everything honestly they know i mean the, the twins are a little bit smaller so they like you know are still figuring it out but my older my oldest son is 14 and my middle one is nine so they've been with me since like the beginning and i bring them along i mean like with the whole pandemic a lot of times like they had to do school online on their, like on the go and I would like oh I gotta go check out a property like that's 30 minutes away and I'm not gonna leave them alone I would put them in the car like turn on wi-fi and go <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like yeah. literally like a mobile place you know because that has just been like I mean I guess you know COVID wasn't good and for anyone but that was probably the like one of the best things out of it that I was able to yeah. have the flexibility to bring them right. with me and like grow this you know like with them you know like just be like hey and even now when we go out like if we're driving just like wherever like we're going to run an errand or something um my oldest or my middle one will be like oh mom like those are the type of houses that you're looking for sometimes Ah. you know like the ones that look like they're dilapidated or like that look like they need some help and I'm like yep you're right so at the beginning when I when I did wholesaling um at the very very beginning I would do driving for dollars and I would like bring them on with me and I would like have my oldest like write down the address. I'm like, oh, write down that address right there. <laughs> <laughs> so they definitely are immersed in like the whole business. And I would love for them, you know, like I I want them to be happy. And like I do think that um they will be entrepreneurs for sure. Especially like my oldest son that's like, you know, where he's heading already. Um and just like figuring out and solving problems like that. So I do I'm hoping that they do like go into the real estate world uh, more, but we'll see. Yeah, I love it. Well, what a great head start you're giving
0: them in life, Mm -hmm. even if they don't ultimately get into uh, or that's not their main focus. But just to know that this whole world Mm -hmm. is out there and available to them and for them to start having that concept of building passive income and creating wealth um, is just it's such a great head start in life. All right, Samari, so, well, I, I know we've covered a lot here, but I'm sure our listeners are going to want to follow up with you and learn more particularly about your coaching program and all that you're up to. So tell them what's the best place that they can go.
1: Absolutely. So all through social media, like Instagram, Facebook, my it's my name. So it's spelled S A M A R Y. last name is P-O-L-N-E-T-T. My website is also the same as com, And you can find me there. <laughs> I hang around on Facebook and Instagram a lot, um, but definitely more information. You know, you can find me in all those other platforms too.
0: Fantastic. Well, to all of our listeners, be sure to follow up with Samari. As you can tell, she's gained a lot of success in just a short amount of time. So you know what we've talked about here is just the the tip of the iceberg with all the insights that she has to share. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Samari. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real
1: estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com. And please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you.